What's up, everybody? This is your host, Josh. And this is your host, Rail. Welcome to Econics Talks. This is our podcast, and we're going to be talking about different lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. Welcome back to Econics Talks, guys. I have a really cool guest for you all today. His name is Amel Kilich. Did I pronounce that right? That's right. All right, that'll work. So <laughs> he actually has a company called Gentech, and it's a business growth agency, and their objective is to help small businesses reach their, their goals, whether it be through marketing, branding, um, any of those you know different type of strategies. Um, Amel here and his company, they really go into detail on how to get small biz um, to reach those goals. So one of his, you know, one of his recent accomplishments was he actually generated over twenty thousand dollars in events in over just a little over two months. Actually, just a little less than two months. So that's a huge accomplishment. So if you guys are anybody in you know the immediate area, you work remotely, right? Yep. yep. All right. Cool. Boom. So if you anybody in America, anybody outside of America, <laughs> if you need these types of services. Um, and you want to start to, you know, really grow your business and generate, you know, more income for your business and awareness, branding awareness. Um, he is definitely that person that you want to go to. So I want to give the mic over to Amel and then we're going to get this thing cracking. So the first question I have for you is like, tell us your story, um, because he actually told me a couple of minutes ago, like he was actually in nursing. So I want you to start, you know, from like your upbringing and then go ahead. We'll go from there. Definitely. First of all, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast, Josh. No problem. Uh, it's really a pleasure having you, and definitely I hope I can bring some value to your listeners. Uh, as Josh said, yeah, um, I originally came from Bosnia. Uh, I, we moved down here uh, in 2000, so it's been over 18 years now. I had a degree in nursing, but I decided to pursue a different uh, scope. I always knew there was a little bit more in life, so you know, instead of just sticking to one thing, I'm my goal was to try something and the worst that can happen is I can go back to nursing, right? A lot of people fear of trying something because they'll miss out on what they accomplished already. In my sense, my theory was, well, I didn't accomplish much already. At least I can, you know, try pursuing something else. Um, in a sense, as Josh said, my initial goal was to get into business and get into marketing and actually started a, com- a company with my very close friend and we did really good. Uh, we generated a lot of money. Uh, we even got a, um, actually Yahoo reached out to us asking to buy the company. It's a knowledge-based software company. I was in charge of sales and marketing. And after I exited it, I decided to find a niche in marketing and especially help small business owners because as we all know, you probably as a listener have been reached out to on Instagram offering these Instagram services and offering these marketing services. Nowadays, there's A, B, C, and D players in the market, but it's hard to differentiate yourself as an A player because everyone's really good at faking it. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a lot of smoke and mirrors, man. It's a lot. Of, it's not a lot of um, authenticity, you know, within the honestly in a lot of different you know places. You know, so many people they fake it till they make it. Exactly. And then when you start exactly. digging behind the the curtain, you start looking behind the curtain, you realize that there's nothing there. There's, there's, there's nothing holding them up. They built a house on nothing, on air, and it falls over. Eventually, it'll fall over. Um, so, why nursing? Like, what, what was, what was so, like, what, what drew you to nursing? Sure. 
So uh, being a foreigner, we're very conservative, especially coming from our family side. Their main goal is to get their kids through school, get a good career, get a career that you know you'll always have a job in, right? So nursing was always uh, the top priority, especially like um, four or five years ago when nursing was everything. Nowadays, we notice that med- the medical school isn't as great as it was. Uh, they promise you these great salaries, but honestly, when you look into it, there's just no work-life balance. And it costs a lot. It does. I, I got through schooling for free almost because I had scholarships and um, financial aid as well. It was all covered. So he was smart, y'all. That's what he said. Yeah. He's smart. So in a sense, <laughs> I didn't invest much other than my time, which in a sense is more valuable yeah. than anything. But at the end of the day, you can still go back to that. Yeah, of course. Of course. So when you, when you quit your – so you quit nursing. Yep. Like, did your mom and dad freak out? Like, how was that experience? She always supported me. Um, I, I was pretty much raised by my mom. They were divorced ever since I was born, pretty much from the age of, what, two years. But uh, she always supported me. Uh, she knows that I can always go back into nursing if I want right. to. You know, So I, I do have a backup. So, so that was, made it a lot easier for you to – because, you know, some people jump out and they don't even have the support of their parents – you know, I've been one of the fortunate ones to, you know, my family has always been supportive of everything that mm-hmm. I've done, but I've been very conservative with my approach as well. So it's not like I was just jumping out there with no parachute. I've always had something to fall back on. Um, so what was your experience like when you came up to the time where you wanted to actually like leave your job? Sure. Like, how did you get to the point where you was like, okay, now I can leave? Like, what did that process mm-hmm. look like? Now, I do like to play safe. As many business owners, you kind of have to take the leap like you did, right? Mm -hmm. And luckily, we had a parachute in a sense. You know, we had like family support. So if something didn't go well, we had them to rely on. So my sense of playing this whole process safe was, you know, when I can generate enough money from my business, I can, you know, quit nursing. So that's what I did. I grew my business until I generated enough income to live still my same life. And then I just switched over completely from there. So you pretty much, like, kind of like I'm doing, you, you, you processed yourself out. You didn't have a story where, and you know, you hear a lot of these entrepreneurial stories, stories where you have somebody eating out of garbage cans or, you know, mm. something, something just like wild like that. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do that. You really don't. You don't. You don't have <laughs> to, you know, live from paycheck to paycheck in a one-bedroom apartment with no food and eating ramen. You know, there, there are easier ways and there are better strategies that you can, you know, implement in your life to, to where you don't have to live that. You don't have to struggle like that. Um, in a sense, I think movies really make that perception for business owners. You know, right, they think right. you have to go through that struggle to make it. And some people, like, did have to go through it, but there's definitely better and safer ways. Definitely a better and safer way. <laughs> so how was it? Because, you know, I'm in that process now where I'm mm. trying to balance Econics and my full-time job. Mm. So what did that look like for you? How did you end up, you know, weaning yourself off of your full-time job? And then you made, what did that process, the transition look like? Sure. So luckily with nursing, you only work three days, right? Oh, man. So you literally have four days to do whatever you want, your side hustle, right? Okay. So it pretty much makes up like a five-day a week if you wanted to take on another job. So on my end, I was lucky because I only worked three days. I had four days to hustle. Okay. That makes sense. But as Gary Vee says, uh, what are you doing from 6 p.m. to 
2 p uh, 2 a.m. You know, right. so there's always time. The only question is, are you time managing correctly, and where's your time going? Right. So, how did you get like what what's your like asphyxiation with small business? Like, why is GenTech aiming to help you know small businesses mm-hmm. grow? The primary thing with small businesses is they have the mindset, they have the initial business objectives. They just don't have the resources. It can be financial or uh, team members within the company. So being the founder of Gentech Marketing, my goal was to really connect with these small business owners and be that extra help to help them scale to the next level. Because I do bring the expertise, I bring the extra hands, and I bring what it takes to scale your business to the next level. And so how do you do that? Like I know... so. Emil here has, you know, his team at Gentech, they have created a software and you'll you'll hear a lot of people on social media pages say, Oh, you can buy followers, you can do this. But, you know, we were just in a meeting and then he says, Josh, if you have a hundred thousand followers, ten thousand followers, whatever you want, what are you doing with that? You know, those are the types so when I talk to people about bringing professionals and having a team around them, that's what I'm talking about. So I have a mail here, and it's like he's able to ask me certain questions and get me to a point of thinking a certain way that I wasn't before. That's the type of value Gentech adds to small business because, again, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. That's why you know we meet people like you. We meet people like Allison. We meet other different you know mm-hmm. players that can bring their expertise to get you to that level. So talk a little about talk a little bit about you know the branding software that you bring to social media and how you can leverage that to get the results that you're looking yeah, for. Definitely, but honestly, to jump back a little bit, we all benefit from each other. Mm-hmm. You have extraordinary values that you can bring on to your marketplace. While in my end, I wouldn't know anything about that. Right. You know, so we all have something that we can offer to our public. Now, when it comes to your mindset shift, when you when we're talking about Instagram, a lot of people are offering Instagram growth services, but the thing is if you bring um, traffic to your website but it's not optimized, it won't convert no matter what. So it's a whole mind shift uh, change prior to driving this traffic on your Instagram. We do have a algorithm that we use uh, to target your audience by location, by competitors, and by even uh, their hashtags. So Literally, we can go on to a competitor's Instagram and we can follow their followers and bring them over to your account and then lock them in as your one, was one of your clients. So in a sense, that's what our uh, software does. But that's just one small niche right. because that's something that we can offer to the masses. Right. We right, do right. focus on providing uh, lead gen for smaller businesses. Explain what that is, what lead gen is. Sure. So uh, lead gen is uh, generating leads, leads as in potential clients, uh, a lot of companies are focused on closing clients bef- other than nurturing them. Mm-hmm. Our goal as a, a growth business uh, agency is to really mingle into your company and help you nurture your leads. Not only do we bring you the leads, but we also help you nurture them through um, content that we provide on social media. So the main thing that sets your business apart nowadays is providing value instead of just selling. The second thing is uh, using email to marketing, sending out blogs, sending out uh, YouTube videos, whatever your company can provide and value. You want to make sure that your cl- 
clients are obtaining these videos on a regular basis, and in a sense, you're nurturing them. So explain this to, to, to our audience here. So what is the importance, because you mentioned nurturing a few mm. times, explain like why nurturing is important to any business, whether mm. it's a, a nail shop or a, you know, a restaurant. Sure. So I'll explain it in simple terms. So we all know about hunters and farmers, right? A hunter will go out and he'll hunt. And sometimes he'll bring back food, you know, and the family will eat. And sometimes he goes out hunting and he doesn't get anything. So his family will starve. While on the other hand, we have farmers. They plant seeds. It takes a little while for it to grow, but in essence, those seeds reproduce and you get you know, more vegetables, more produce, and you can expect your food to be out there no matter what, unless there's some circumstances, right? Like climate change, which if you want to turn into business terms, there's always something that can come up in a business. So when you nurture it, you're pretty much being a farmer. So you take your crops or your leads and you nurture them. You um, stay in contact with them because if they're not ready to close in a week or two, they'll be ready to close in a month and a year. And a lot of us are impatient and we want to close everyone right away, right? Mm -hmm. But the raw truth is only 3% are ready to close at any given moment. Right, right. And 35% are interested in your service, but they're not ready. Don't lose out on so much money like potential money so let me ask you this so a lot of businesses businesses entrepreneurs a lot of people period they're short-sighted mm-hmm. um so what can you what advice can you give to a business that's short-sighted that doesn't necessarily see the value in nurturing their their audience or their clientele for a year like what is the value in that and being short-sighted? Well, no, not being yeah, short-sighted. Being what is the value? Other, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> if you're short-sighted, you will fail sooner or later. You might be killing it, and you might be thinking you have a great company, but if you're not thinking long-term, your company will fail. Uh, the benefit of nurturing and being long-term mindseted, especially as a business, is the fact that the initial phases of any company, uh, you will go through a lot of months without any income. Right, you won't close any deals, you won't get any new clients. The point of being long term is that you can retain these clients to create these connections because after you do it for a year or two, you'll develop such a big circle that you will be the leader in your industry if you're consistently nurturing clients and providing value. You know, and that I wanted to put, put a, um, a pin in that like mm-hmm. you just mentioned the word consistency, so explain that like that. I want to. Like that's a big thing on my podcast that I talk about is consistency. Mm-hmm. To explain how important that is to any business, it's the consistency aspect. It's everything, man. It's honestly everything. If you're not consistent, uh, the reason I say it's everything is because the business world is tough, you know. And they don't care if you had like a sick day. They don't care if your internet isn't working today. You have competitors that are more hungry and that are more consistent, and they'll surpass you any given day. Yep. So yeah. what separates what separates a business that's, you know, just getting by to as opposed to a business that has it together and they're they're closing their clients, what's the difference? It's the nurturing. It really is. So knowing your clientele, knowing what they want, being able to cater to those needs, being able to listen to um, their needs. You know, I know a lot of business owners that have been in business so long. Be, and and they don't have what they lack is the ability to connect with 
new mm. clientele. So they have, they understand like how to pick up a phone book mm-hmm. and call everybody. Yep. But they don't necessarily know how to leverage Instagram to convert that into sales. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about from law firms, even Facebook. Some people don't, some law firms don't even use Facebook and they've been around for 30 years not understanding that using that could really grow their business and give them access to a different clientele and different different niche where they could just convert those into more sales. So explain the importance of being able to, you know, for those, I guess you could say even the baby boomer generation. Mm-hmm. Explain that, like, why Gentech would be important to a baby boomer or a business that's been in that's been around for a long time but lacks the social media aspect of things. Mm-hmm. As we all know, any business that doesn't adapt, they file bankruptcy sooner or later. Yep. You, if you don't adapt, you won't make it. So, the marketing game is shifting, and if you're not shifting with it, you one of your competitors will crush you. There's a lot of um, small businesses that are overlapping these big corporations worth billions just because they know where their marketplace is. They know that their audience is on Facebook and they are on Instagram. And you can get a client for, you know, say $5, $10 per uh, acquisition. Now, you can go through radio ads and television ads, but it just costs a lot more. And it still works, but when we're thinking about return on investment, you get a lot more on social media. And if anything is more important in business, it's building trust right now. So if you're not on social media, you can't build that trust and you can't put that face to your company. So let me ask you this, what is your worst client experience? Like, <laughs> you don't say any names. What's your worst client experience? Uh, it's it's you know the clients it that- You um, know who it is. I know you know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a group of clients, honestly. and. It's the ones that are short-minded. I, I try to provide them value and tell them that it, it is a long-term game, but they consistently think they'll get returns in a week or two or in a month, and they're consistently asking, like, where are the returns, but it just it's not possible. They're, the problem is that a lot of people are fake-promising results on social media, so they expect it, and which, you know, they might even deliver it, but you're not... You're not even aware of what they're delivering. If they're promising you a thousand followers a month, they're probably even fake followers. And you can generate a thousand like real followers, but it's having the right techniques and having the right structure. Without structure, no business is going to succeed. Yeah. And what's one of your best clients? So if if I had a small business right now that is looking for somebody like Gentech to come mm-hmm. in and really enhance their business. What kind of client, what's the perfect client for you guys? Like you just said it, it will be a business that's looking to enhance. They already have structure, they already have marketing in place, they're just looking to take it to the next level because they understand investment, they understand return on investment, they understand these terms, and they understand that it's a long-term game. Uh, One of our, and it's funny that you mentioned lawyers, a lot of lawyers don't take upon using social media because they're worried about the regulation and laws and they're not allowed to put out certain content on there but if you do know the rules to you know advertising as a lawyer you can definitely scale your company isn't that kind of ironic the lawyers don't know the exactly. laws about you know marketing they're, they're just they're afraid <laughs> to go into that field even yeah. though they see the value they stick to these google ads which are converting but one 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 of our most recent clients said hey we're generating 20,000 off our Google ads. 
but we need someone to come in and put a face to our law firm because we're not on social media. And we can't be a leader in our industry unless we have community presence. Right. And that, and that's really important because one thing about, you know, different businesses is that if you're not in the community, if you're if you don't have a story, if you're not connecting with people, people won't do business with you. And in today's age, like if you don't have a relationship, nobody wants to do business with you. There's a reason why you go to Walmart. You know, some people may not like Walmart, but there's a reason why you go there. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you go to AT&T. There's a reason why you go to um, your local bodega because you probably know the person that's standing behind the counter. You know, exactly. you probably know uh, Miss Sally Sue who sold you that banana, <laughs> and you probably know she got three kids and she, you know, her her oldest just graduated and is off to college. There's a reason why you go back. It's because you're familiar and you're comfortable. So. For any of these small businesses out here who are looking to enhance and grow, those are the types of things that separate, you know, the businesses who last from the businesses who dry up. They stop looking for ways to be innovative and they stop looking for ways to connect with the next generation. Because if you're in business today and you want to be in business tomorrow, well, that 18-year-old kid that you can't stand with his loud music and sagging pants and or who has the weird colored hair, well, guess what? He's going to be a future client of yours. He probably will. And the reason for that is because that kid's going to grow up and he's going to mature and he's going to start looking for things. He's going to get married. He's going to have kids. That, that kid is going to grow up and you're going to be right there to build that relationship for him and take advantage of that. So if somebody wants to get in contact with Gentech, how do they do that? I'm really big on Instagram, so you can always find me there under Amel Keelich. Uh, our website is www.gentechmarketing.com, uh, and you can always email me at amelkeelich at gentechmarketing.com. And I'll make sure I'll put everything into the show notes. And again, guys, Gentech is one of the companies where it, it, it's, a, it's a service that some people may not find valuable until you actually utilize it. You know, it's funny because people lack awareness about certain things. And then once mm-hmm. they become aware, they're like, oh, wow, like, I didn't know this was, this was a thing. <laughs> and then it's like you come along, you're like, well, you know you could have done this. <laughs> oh, I wish I would have known that five or six years ago. <laughs> so when we talk about, you know, branding and we talk about building your presence on social media and, you know, getting your objectives accomplished through, you know, through marketing, you know, Amel here and Gentech, like, that's the reason why he exists is to enhance that and make sure that you aren't just sitting by the wayside and, and wasting valuable dollars. Um, the most important thing any business can do is market themselves. 100%. I mean, if you're not looking for a new clientele, if you're not pushing your brain out there, then what are you doing? You know, if, you're, if your dollars that, you're, that you've profited aren't going back into the business for marketing to, get, to gain new clients, you're wasting your time, man. And, you know, you, if you don't find the value in social media, you know, I, I'll tell you this. There was a, a lady, a dentist, mm-hmm. and this is one of those one-off stories where she actually found so much value in social media. There's a, um, an app called Musical.ly. Yeah. And what, what she did <laughs> was she actually, again, it was the same thing as the lawyers where it was like, all right, I'm apprehensive to talk about 
dentistry because of the legal ramifications, mm-hmm. what can, what can I, cannot do, all that kind of stuff. So she took the app Musical.ly and she started to make really silly videos. Well, her audience wasn't the parents, her audience was yep. the kids. Well, guess who kids talk to? <laughs> the parents. So she got on this app and she started to build her following, making all of these really cool, funny videos and started to target children. So guess what their children wanted to do? They wanted to go to where she was and go to her as the dentist. Now her business grows. Those are just really creative ways to leverage and implement social media into your your business. No business is too big for social media. Every business has a social media presence or should have a social media presence and should have some type of of way to connect with their their followers and their community. So if there's any advice that you can give to the next ML, what would it be? Like, if, if there's entrepreneurs out here that listen, that listen to my podcast all the time. Mm-hmm. What? And you're you're an immigrant. You're not from this country, so I'm pretty sure things weren't easy for you. Like, you had to bust your butt. Like, you went to nursing school. You had to take organic chemistry and all that <laughs> other crazy crap that they make us take in college. So, for 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 the person out there who is in nursing school, mm-hmm. who is in college. But knowing that they want more, what is your advice for them to type step out on their own? Sure. Can I cuss on here? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. It's, expli- it's explicit. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Essentially, uh, the main thing in succeeding in whatever your endowers are is to fucking hustle. There you go. You know, my I feel like it'll be on my thumb's tone. Like it'll just say like hustle. Yeah. Just because without like consistent work and consistent like hustle, you can't really make it. But you also have to make sure that you're hustling the right path. Don't just hustle to hustle. You have to have a goal. So having a goal, hustle, and then patience. Without, if you're not patient, um, you won't make it. Right. And I think that's our generation is so impatient. Mm-hmm. I am. Like, I mean, I'm very impatient. It's because of social media. Bro. Instant gratification, man. Bro. You know, it's crazy. I love online, you know, marketing and online stuff. But there's, there's nothing that replaces me being able to go to a mm. store and just buy something. Mm. Like, they're a pair of shoes. Like, <laughs> nothing replaces me going to a store, picking up a pair of shoes that I want instead of having to wait for it to come on two days on Amazon Prime. So, you know, that 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 is something that I've had to develop. But he's right. Like, fucking work hard, man. Work hard. And it's not just hard work. Like he says, you have to be strategic about what you're doing. You have to be, you know... You have to make sure that you're, you're putting your time in the right places. That way you can get the best results possible. Um, entrepreneurship isn't easy. We were just talking about sometimes it's depressing. <laughs> it's depressing sometimes and not, not necessarily sad, but this game isn't for everybody. No, it's definitely not. not. Like what, and I'll, I actually ask you this question. What was your lowest point in your journey to building your own company? What was your lowest point? And then, then tell me what got you through that. There's this interesting period during any business endowment. I think it happens around a year where everything's going great. You started this company, you're getting clients, you're getting sales, but then this year hits where it's like, holy shit, like, where am I? Because literally what I felt like I was doing that whole year prior to that is like tunnel vision pretty much, just like focus on growing my business, growing the business, uh, providing value. And then you come to a point, you're like, Am I happy with my results? Like, should I not be making more? Right. And I just become depressed. You're like, I'm dedica- dedicating so much time and I'm still not where I want to be. 
Right. And in a sense, you question if even what you did before was good enough. Yep. But yep. then you realize that it, it is good enough because you did make progress. And, you know, multiply that by two or three, four years, you're going to be a killer in whatever you do. You right, know? right, right. And that's when that consistency comes in. Mm. So what helps you get through that that first year? What helps you get through that, that, that not say depression, but... You were like, damn, like, yeah. what am I doing? Like, I can mm. be doing more. What helps you get through that process? It's the fact of knowing that I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. You know, this you is go back what to nursing? I, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck nursing. Like, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. And in a sense, I know even if I waste 10 years of my life trying to achieve a goal, it's better than wasting 50 years of my life doing a job I hate. Yep. You know, because I could invest 10 years and I could make it. But if I decide to just do nursing, I know I'll never make it to my goal. Yep. How does it feel being your own boss? It's amazing. Like, what does your day look like? <laughs> and I, I, I think my thing is, like, I can't wait for the moment where I'm able to. Um, I try to be as transparent as possible for you guys because I want you guys to follow my journey. Mm. But the day I'm able to, you know, walk away from, you know, corporate America – and being able to go to the gym anytime I want, being able to do pretty much anything I want, but also be able to put in 10 to 12 hours a day, not for somebody else, but for myself. How does that, what does your day look like? That's the thing, you know, uh, investing your time in yourself because the worst thing in life is investing so much of your effort for a business owner, you know, your manager, your uh, boss, whoever it is, and them not giving two shits about you. Yep. Literally, if you drop that, that will replace you in a week. Yep. Sure so being able to, like you said, wake up and do what you want is amazing. Just knowing that you don't have any chains locked to you. you right. Know? No, I, yeah, I man, that's awesome. Um, last thing is you're taking on new clients, correct? Yep, definitely. Always taking on new clients. And are you hiring? Like, are you looking for people to join the Gentech <laughs> team? Like, are you looking for people to be like, I want to be a part of that movement. Is that something that you've thought about? And that's what it about? is. I'm looking into building a brand and mindset more than uh, employees. We do have employees, and I'm always hiring employees. Um, I do like pushing my own employees, like in Europe, just mm-hmm. because I want to give them some hope as well, and they're really hard workers, so I want to reward them. But in a sense, I'm looking to provide that no-bullshit strictly marketing mindset in the Tampa right. Bay area. Yeah, that's that's dope, man. Um, that's my last question. Is there anything else you want to add? What's with the next Airbnb? <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully coming soon. I, I, I hope, hopefully I can get one. I'm looking at getting another one this year. Just some cars have to fall the right way. I'm looking for some dominoes <laughs> to fall left instead of right. And if everything goes well, like I will be able to do that i actually have some major announcements coming up soon um and i'm really looking forward to sharing that i've just been really holding it close to my chest um but when it does come time like i will definitely tell the world uh what i've been working on you know um but other than that man i, I appreciate having having you on the podcast bro um y'all go check out gentech i'll make sure i list all of his contact information in the show notes Everybody, pretty much everybody who I bring on this podcast is somebody that I work with personally or somebody that I have a, a relationship with. So this is not something like, oh, I just met this guy. And no, like me and Amel, we know each other. We work together. And 
I, I wanted him to, to show the value of social media and show the value that Gentech can bring to some of these small businesses in the Tampa Bay area, outside of the Tampa Bay area. So if you're listening to my podcast in another area of the world, like he can reach you. It doesn't, you know, we live in a world where I can take my laptop to Malaysia and still be able to be functional. Um, that's the type of world we live in. As long as I got Wi-Fi and, and a microphone, like I'm straight and a cell phone, I'm good. So definitely go follow him. We'll make sure that we get his um, his information out there. That is the episode today. And have a good one, guys. Peace.